You're listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. everybody. Welcome back to Parenting Our Future. It's Robin McMahon here. And normally I am about to introduce a really beautiful guest that I want you to meet and listen to. Not today. Today you just get me because I am talking about a subject that I know all about, which is working mom life, about the stress and the guilt, but also the balance. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about, you know, how you can get more balance, how you can manage your stress and your guilt with your, with your parenting so that you can thrive not only in your parenting, but in your business too, because I know that matters to you, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're a solopreneur, whether you uh, work in the corporate world, like I used to work in, you know what? It matters, right? We want to thrive in work most of the time because we love the work that we're doing, but we also want to thrive for our families, for our kids, because we want the best for our family. That's why we had them. So let me tell you a little bit about me and then I wanna dive into some stuff that I know is going to really, really help you. So first and foremost, you may not know this, but I do come from the corporate world and I worked for over 10 years as, uh, as a marketer for McDonald's restaurants here in Canada. And I loved the job that I did. I was able to wear so many different hats throughout my career there from local restaurant marketing to national marketing to event, special event marketing to uh, charities and working through our grant process to have um, to, to award grants to local children's charities. And of course, the, the main charity that McDonald's has is Ronald McDonald House Charities and the Ronald McDonald Houses across country across the world that really help give a home away from home for families with children with life-threatening illness. And uh, it was my honor to be able to make a difference and to really help. And during this time is when I also started my family. And so I was also on the one hand with a busy career, with a lot of work to be done, a lot of pressure to get it done and get it done quickly all while you know jobs were being people were being let go jobs were being um changed and refined and that also meant more work for less people so a lot there and bringing my kids up where i was battling postpartum depression and i was raising a child that i found very very difficult and i had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt around that too and so the two together was really a recipe for a lot of stress for me. Now, having kids at home, little kids at home, it's really hard. And you know that when they are little, it's really the hardest time. It's really the, the time that my husband and I struggled in our relationship too. And over on the other side was my career and actually preferring work being with my kids. And I know that's not a popular thing to say, but I did because at least at work, people listen to me. At least at work, I got validation and appreciation and you know, um, was, was with somebody who you know, had some power, had some authority, and at home, I didn't have any. At least it felt like I didn't have any. And so the stress that I would bring to my family only made things worse. And so that's what I want you to know. I want you to know that our kids, for a couple of different reasons, will 
feel our stress if we're stressed. And guess what? When they're stressed, it comes out of behavior that we don't like and behavior we want to change. And what happens is, is that we can see in studies that we pass stress back and forth actually with our kids, even if they aren't aware. Children as young as one years old can feel the stress and have an actual stress response if we show up stressed with them. So we've got to be really aware of what we're bringing to our family. And I'm going to give you some tools on how to be aware of what you're bringing when you come home or when you transition from work to family time so that you can really show up as your best parent self. And so when it comes to stress and, and the way we show up in our family, one of the things that we have to be aware of is that our kids are always watching us, right? They're watching what we say, what we do, how we do it, what we think about a, a certain situation, you know, how we treat other people, right? They're always watching us. And it is much more powerful to uh, our actions are much more powerful than our words. And it's because we are the original model for our kids. Our kids don't necessarily do what we say, they do what we do. So we've gotta be careful. And doesn't that just add another layer of stress? Oh my goodness, that's what I always felt. I'm like, what? I wanna do better, but I don't know how to do better. And, um, and so I wanna offer you some solutions for that. And I also want you to know that stress over a long period of time isn't good for any of us, right? If we are often in fight or flight, which is meant for survival, it's meant for that saber-toothed tiger that is in the bushes going to come and jump out at us. And if, if we're using survival level tactics for everyday work life and family life, we are releasing a lot of energy in a way that doesn't fit the situation really, right? But we're also releasing hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. And after a long time, that can actually damage the brain. Right. So what we need to know is that if we show up as figures of instability for our kids, one minute we're saying yes to something, one minute we're saying no, one minute it's like, yeah, just get out of my face and watch as much YouTube as you want or play as much Xbox as, as you want. And the next minute we're saying that we're taking it away from you and you're never going to see it again or you're grounded for, for whatever. It is confusing for our kids. It is stressful for our kids and it shows up as behavior, right? everything shows up as behavior with our kids and their behavior therefore is just communication letting us know that something is off with them so what i want you to do in in the category of stress is to know that the energy that you bring the stress that you bring is affecting your kids and making things harder so i want you to look at the stress in your life take a minute take a moment to be quiet and be still with yourself and check in with yourself and see if you're stressed. And it's really important that you know the signs as well, right? What's going on with you? What, are you sleeping well? Are you noticing changes in your behavior? Um, are you having really big emotional outbursts? What about difficulty learning and memory? Uh, and this goes for your kids as well. You can actually use them to see how stressed you are, right? Are they hyperactive? Are, you know, is there changes to their appetite? Things like that. So what goes for you goes for them too. And so if you are stressed, then you need to, you need to be aware that you need to do some things to help you. And so some of the things that can really help you 
are things like giving yourself a little bit of grace for one. You know what? You aren't perfect and you're not supposed to be perfect. And it's okay if you make a mistake, if you fall flat on your face, if you yell and scream at your child and you just think, oh, why did I do that again? Go easy on yourself. It's okay. It's okay. You can always go back and repair. You can always go back and repair. Give yourself some grace. You are only human. I am only human and I make mistakes too. And I have lost it on my kids as a parent coach because I am only ever doing the best that I can. And sometimes things get in my way. And I do have a son that has um, a lot of stuff going on and sometimes it's overwhelming, right? And so with that also comes some self-compassion and self-compassion says that making mistakes, falling flat on your face is a shared human condition. You know, the other thing that we have to know too is that we actually have a negativity bias in our brain, which means that we're, our brain is more tilted towards the negative experience in our life. And we tend to focus on those than we do the positive. So we need to also take in more of the positive things in our life, the things that are also true, like how beautiful, I always say this, how beautiful the sky is. Look outside, the sky is always different. It's always changing. What about nature? Go and be in nature. There is so much to appreciate in nature and it makes us feel alive. Take time out to take care of yourself. Easier said than done during a global pandemic, I know. And it is vital for you managing your stress, your anxiety, your anger, for you to take time out to take care of yourself. If you don't take anything away from this episode, I want you to take away the one thing that you need to take care of yourself. There is no other way for me to say it other than you have to because it is number one in managing all of the things in your life that are negative, like, like I said, right? Feeling bad about yourself, beating yourself up, feeling guilty, feeling worried, all of those things you need to put back in. You need to fill your own cup before you go and give to somebody else. So please hear me on that. We always say it. We're always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Enough. Move on to the next thing. I won't. I won't do it. I won't move on to the next thing unless you out loud while you're listening right now, you say, I commit to taking care of myself. And as soon as you're done listening to this or put this on pause, make a list of the things that make you happy. I don't want this to be a big to-do list. I want you to do something that brings you joy. When is the last time you laughed so hard that, um, that a drink flew out of your nose or you spat your drink out? I want those kind of joyful moments for you. I want you to laugh hard. I want you to, to connect with somebody who feels like home for you. That's what I want for you. So do it. <laughs> this is the bossiest podcast episode I've ever done. Um, okay, so now, now that you have managed your stress, I want you to manage your time. Uh, and I wonder how many of you have, um, have a day where you are hoping to be done at a certain time, but that time kind of leads into more time and our, our end time for the day is longer and longer and longer. And most of us are working from home right now. I've been lucky enough to work from home for a very long time. And, uh, and now I'm at home and my husband's at home. My kids are at home and they're doing homeschool too. So we are all here all the time and it's no different for you. 
So what I want you to do in order to get some of that balance back, in order to get your power back and reclaim your self and your self-care, I want you to have a time that you end your day. This is powerful. So let's say you are truly going to end at five o'clock every single day. I want you to know that there's actually something called Parkinson's law. You may or may not know this, but it is the law that says that work expands to fit the time allotted. So for example, if you have two days to finish a task, it's going to take you two days. If I only give you two hours to finish a task, you're going to finish it in two hours. That's exactly what it is. And so you can use Parkinson's law to boost your productivity, knowing that you have to complete your work by five o'clock, let's say, will help you finish your work in less time. Did you know this? Is this not like mind blowing? Finish at a certain time and you'll work towards that time so that you're done when the time is done. And look, the whole reason why is that ending your work at a specific time means that you have a chance to relax and recharge, which is essential to your long-term well-being and your long-term productivity. In fact, we've, we know that the longer you work, the less productive you are. Doesn't that make so much sense? I know sometimes I get caught at my desk and I think, okay, well, I'll just leave and go for dinner, like just have my dinner, then I'll just come back to this. No, I've got to be very disciplined about not doing that, right? I've got to have a stop time so that I can transition from work to life. So that transition from work to life can be tricky, right? Especially if you're just going out from one room, which is your office or your workspace, into another room, which is now your family space. And for, for a lot of you, there are blurred lines all around, right? You might be working at the kitchen table. I know I did that for many years. I worked at the kitchen table until I finally um, got myself an office, uh, which was the, our old dining room for a very long time. So now, now I have an office in my, in my home um, and so does my husband. So we no longer have a dining room or a front sitting room. We just have two offices here, which is very, very 2021, right? Very 2020, very 2021 for us to have that. So here's the thing. If you're stressed at work, it makes sense, right? And if you're stressed with your family, yeah, sure. That makes sense too. So what I want to offer you is a way to transition between your work and your family. Before we used to have a commute, right? Let's face it, most of us had a, some sort of a commute where you could kind of decompress, right? You could, you could, you know, go over the day in your head, prepare for what was ahead of you, but many of us don't have that right now. So I want you to be able to create a space of transition. And so that means that at five o'clock sharp, you're going to take a moment. You just take a moment and do some breaths, okay? Do some deep breathing breaths. Why do we wanna do that? Well, for a bunch of different reasons. One is I want you to calm down your nervous system so that you can show up with the energy that you want to show up with. And then I want you to set an intention for how you wanna be with your family when you are with them officially, right? When work time has officially ended. Again, I know there can be some blurred lines, 
but let's say you take me up on this Parkinson's law and you do this, right? I want you to just sit at your desk or wherever you are. And I want you to take a couple of breaths. Maybe you need to go into your bedroom to do this because you are working at the kitchen table. Do that. Just say, hey, mom is going to take a couple of minutes. Be right back. And then take some deep breaths. And I want you to just go into yourself and just look at what you're feeling. Feel what you're feeling. Acknowledge what you're feeling. Are you feeling worried? Are you feeling scared? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling frustrated right now? There is a concept called name it to tame it. And if you are feeling a certain way and you actually can name that emotion, you will, with your brain, you will actually release soothing neurotransmitters to the part of your brain that is activated. It's name it to tame it. So do that. Name what you're feeling. I'm feeling anxious right now. I'm feeling worried right now. I'm feeling like I'm not sure if I'm going to make my numbers or make my target. And that worries me. And I'm going to take a moment to let that go. And I'm going to set an intention for how I'm going to show up now. And so I want you to set an intention for my intention is to leave work behind and be fully present with my kids. Or it can be whatever you want it to be. My intention is to talk less and listen more. My intention is to not let the little things upset me. And here's why setting an intention is powerful. Because when you set an intention, your thoughts follow, your um, actions follow, and your emotions will follow too. And keeping that top of mind will absolutely help you show up in a different way. So what is the intention that you want? Here's where you pause it. Here's where you brainstorm some intentions. What do you want to show up like? Today, I'm going to show up and be the silliest parent that I can be. Today, I'm going to show up and try to get my kids to laugh as many times as I can. I am a big fan of play and humor, even though my kids who are teenager now don't think I'm as funny as I know that I am. It's fine. Maybe it's, I won't take things personally. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one because nothing is ever personal. And that's an, that's an episode for another time, which I think we should talk about because nothing ever is personal. So just know that and believe me when I say that. So I want you to have intentions. And then I want you to do a different kind of intention. All right. And again, this is where I want you to write some stuff down. I want you to use an if then scenario. If I get a call from my boss, then I will do this. If I am feeling really stressed out, then I will do this right? So those are sort of implementation intentions, which means that if I do this or feel this, I will do this then. And this is practice. This is for you to use when things show up that you want to be ready for instead of going on autopilot, right? Instead of reacting, it allows you to respond intentionally. That's huge, right? So where are those times that you get tripped up? And what is it that you need to do instead? Like if I'm starting to feel stressed, then I recognize I need a walk or maybe I need a nap. How about a nap? That's a beautiful thing if you can get one in. How about going into nature? Like you said, bring your kids if you need to or go on your own if you need to. 
what is it that you need to do? If I'm feeling this way, then I know I need help. Then I know I need to ask for help. I know I need to have a day off, or I know I just need to sit and have a cup of tea and just be. I know I need to call my friend and say, can I just talk? Can I just talk and have you listen? Don't fix me. Just let me barf it all out. Please, can I have, can I, can I let you do that? You know, Voxer is a really great place for that. Voxer, the app Voxer. Maybe you just Voxer a friend and just say, hey, this is everything that I'm feeling right now. Can I just have you listen to it and just listen to me and just tell me it's gonna be okay? Maybe that's what you do. So you set your intention as a transition and then your if and then transitions, your implementation intentions. And by the way, you can teach these to your kids as well. This will help them deal with situations that they struggle with as well. And it's really all about practicing so that when that situation comes up, boom, you go to the place in your mind that reminds you to respond in a way that you're going to be really proud of yourself for, that you're going to feel really good about responding, not reacting. And I want you to really give yourself that grace, right? I really want you to spend some time looking at where you can give yourself some more grace and some more help and support. And when I talk about this, when I talk about grace in this way, what I really want is kindness for you, for how you would treat a friend who was stressed, overwhelmed, and beating themselves up. Treat yourself like your own best friend. And, you know, there are things in your life that maybe you need to take a moment and look at and take out of your life. What can you say no to? We're so busy saying yes to everything. What can we say no to? What can we delegate? What can we take off of our plate? I am the worst for being too nice and not asking people to do things for me. That is one of my things that I need, that I, that I am excited to work on and being really careful how I say that, because I, I know that it's something that I do and I know that I don't want to beat myself up about it. I want to give myself grace about it. And I think there's a reason why I do that. I think, you know, I know that I am a people pleaser and um, I feel bad when people don't like me. I mean, I'm just going to say it, right? That's what a people pleaser is. It doesn't feel good to me. And that is an old, outdated, conditioning that I have that actually is from my childhood. And I've talked about it before. I've talked about how um, I was labeled as selfish as a child and how um, that made really put me in a tailspin of, you know, saying, look, I'm not selfish. I'm not selfish at all. In fact, I care about other people so much and I care about them so much that I'm going to dishonor myself to show you that I care about you. Right. That is, that is what I've done. And so saying no is hard. Delegating is hard. And I have to look at it like, well, what's more important, you know, uh, you know, upsetting someone or asking someone to, to provide more for me or my family. And it has to be my family. It has to be my family. These are the people who I am in charge of. These are the people who I love the most, right? And so it means that I have to do that. And so as I'm saying all of this, I know that I am, um, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself a little pep talk as I say this too. Now, so we're going to delegate. We're going to um, we're going to ask for help. How often do you ask for help? How often do you ask for help? Right? Like I just said, I have trouble doing that. I remember when I broke my foot 
my right foot, which means I couldn't drive twice. I broke it twice and had to wear the, the dreaded boot. Of course, everybody made fun of me for wearing the boot because I had two boots two different times. I had to wear them for a long time because I really messed up my foot. And um, I had people offering me help. And what did I say? Did I, did I invite them in? No, I didn't. I was like, no, no, no. I'll just put more pressure on my husband or my sister. Oh, and I could have had other people help me and I just wish I had, right? Because there was more help out there. And here's the thing about help. When you ask somebody for help, you not only bless yourself, you bless the other person because people want to help you. People feel happy when they help you. And that is such a beautiful thing. There is this beautiful energy exchange when you ask for help and you get help and you take it and you allow yourself to take the gift, right? To just take the gift. So please do that. And you may be like me, you may be a helper, you may be somebody who likes to help other people, but let's be honest, we need help too. So please do that unapologetically. And you know what it does too? It also stops us from having this facade of perfectionism. None of us are perfect. Let's stop trying to be perfect, right? We aren't perfect. Nobody else is, despite what you see on their, on their social media feeds. Nobody is perfect. We've all got our stuff. Don't measure your life by somebody else's social media feed. And so just know that it is really important that we don't keep perpetuating this lie of perfectionism because it just makes us more separate and it doesn't let people in, you know? It's okay if my house is messy. It's okay, I'm gonna be okay with it. I mean, I'm secretly not okay with it, you know, because I, I want to be that way, but I also know that if I stress so much about that, I'm taking more away from me, I'm taking more away from my family and I'm taking more away from my business. I don't want that. I don't want that. So I really want you to think about that. I want you to think about how beautiful help can be for you. And we're so lucky to be in this day and age where there are so many ways that um, we can do things now with the help of technology, right? We can order our groceries online. We can do curbside pickup. We can do delivery for Pete's sake, do those things. And you know, look, I, I will say that uh, even though we are all home all the time, the one thing that I invest in is somebody to, to come in and, and help me clean because that is a gift that I give myself. And you can judge me all you want for doing it. I don't care. It's what I give myself. And I feel good about spending that money and I don't apologize for it ever. I have a beautiful, sweet girl that comes in. She loves coming here. And, um, you know, it gives me back some of my time. And I, I do love a clean house. And we, we do have a clean house because of it. So I'm really happy about that. So I, I just, I really want to encourage you to look at those things because that will help you in your life. So this is how you get balance back, right? This is how we do it. We do these things. And so we're working so hard with the hustle of work and everything. I'll tell you what, if you invest a little bit of time here on yourself, with your stress, with your um, with giving yourself grace and understanding and going easy on yourself, giving yourself, putting back into yourself when you're giving so much, it will make a difference. This investment of time is going to pay for itself exponentially with your well-being, with your family's well-being. And isn't that worth it? And so let me just leave on this note. I want you to know that if you are struggling, 
that I am here for you. I would love nothing more than to help you. And you can find out all of my information in the show notes. You can go to parentingforconnection.com, parenting, F-O-R, connection.com. And there you can book a call with me to talk to me about what you're struggling with. And I can show you how I can help you. I work with moms, with families, with dads, one-on-one. And I do it in a group environment. And so you have the option if you want some help. Now is the time because we don't want to feel stressed out another minute. We don't want to feel disconnected from our kids for another minute because it doesn't feel good and it's painful. And so if you are feeling this, there is no shame in saying, I need some help. This is the one job that we do with no training, with uh, no practice, and with a, really with no information. And we need it. You know, it's like we, we practice for the birth, but not the lifetime, like practicing for the wedding and not the marriage. And so I just want you to know it is okay to say I need help because it's not your fault. It's not your fault that nobody ever taught you how to do this. Nobody taught any of us. And maybe you're like me and you have a child with special needs. Maybe you um, are struggling with your own mental health. I have struggled with depression, you know, and, and so I know, I know what that's like. And that's, that's real. And I needed help because I didn't know the way through. And I am so grateful that I did. So I just, I just let you know that there is help here for you. You are not alone. And there are people who care about you. And I count myself as one of those people. I care about the people who are here listening to my podcast because you want to do better. And so I so honor you. And uh, you know, for any of you that don't know my book called The Yelling Cure, you can go to yellingcurebook.com, www.yellingcurebook.com, and you can get my book there. It's $13.97. And with that, you get into a membership space and you get um, you get a, a workbook with it as well. At least that's where it is right now as I record this. And so I, I just am so excited for you to get some help and get on the road for getting your family in a better place and you in a better place because you deserve it. You do not need to struggle. You do not need to suffer. I want you to thrive in your family and in your life. And it's absolutely possible. So thank you so much for listening. I so honor you. I appreciate you. And I will see you in the next episode of Parenting Our Future. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.